just to let you know. So when throughout my life, I've had ear trouble Mm -hmm. um, and I have something called tinnitus in my right ear. You've heard of this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's just a little ringing, a little static in this right ear. Mm. Just always going kind of sucks but i live mm. with it and it's been pretty bad this week so i went to go see a doctor and i was like hey what's going on with my tinnitus and all of a sudden my doctor just throws out the word tinnitus <laughs> have i been pronouncing tinnitus wrong no your doctor's a moron your doctor's no. a moron oh she is not a moron <laughs> i'm telling you that right now but it's It's a little bit of self-deprecating humor here because I am famous for my common and frequent mispronunciation of words. Yeah. Um, For example, (laughs) one time when uh, my family and I were on some road trip when I was like 12 and uh, we were looking for a place to eat and I saw an Italian restaurant. It was called Giuseppe's. I go, guys, let's go to Guizip's. Wow. (laughs) Guizip's. Guizip's. So I do that. I do that a lot. So, no, she's pronouncing it wrong. You're good to go. But the thing is, like, I think I've heard tinnitus before, but that sounds too much like tennis. And those are two different things. For me, it sounds too much like tits, but that's a whole different thing. Um, I have heard tinnitus way more times than I have heard tinnitus, which this is now the first time I'm hearing it. So I think that's the correct one. We could consult Google, though. I don't want to. Okay. It's more fun to just theorize on our own. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm right. Bing, 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 bong, bing, bing. Hi, I'm Bradley Miller. And I'm Hank Farr. And this is No Good Ideas. In this podcast, we explore awful ideas throughout history and pop culture. From lousy leadership decisions to PR disasters, we're going to cover it all. And maybe bing, 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 whoop, 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 bing, 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 whoop, whoop, along the way. So Bradley just said, go fuck yourself, loser, in Morse code. Um, yeah. I can't believe it, but this is how I get welcomed back to the podcast after my little mm-hmm. hiatus. Yeah, uh, welcome back thank to you. both of us. This is the first yeah. time recording in a minute. Yeah, we've we've been dead for a while. We both have had yeah. various events which have killed us, and we've thus had to be not not back. But we're both back as zombies now. Yeah, so now we're both zombies. This is called I've been no, a zombie twice. This is called No Good Zombies. No good Brad, zombies. With zombie Brad and zombie bra- zombie prank. Zombie prank. I've lost a little bit of my pronunciation abilities in my undeath. So, mm. yeah, you know, that's just a side effect. It's it's long zombie. You know, yeah. it, you just got to live with it. Yep. <laughs> but aside of all this zombie talk, um, it is good to be back. Uh, and I thought it'd be nice if we just come back on a nice, like, fun topic. You know, we're in the new year. New year, new us. And I thought it'd be fun if we talked about another game. You know, the last game we talked about was um, uh, E.T., the video game. Remember that? Yo, it's hard to forget that abomination of a piece of media. Mm hmm. And this one, we're going to talk about like a fun game. I think it's a game you and I both enjoy. We're talking about pinball, baby. Pinball. We're doing pinball stories. I know there's a lot of like cultural background here and. Am I right in guessing that that might have to do with some of the the no good idea today? Well, there's one bad idea that happened with pinball through its evolution in time. Okay. And I'm going to talk about that today. But first, 
let's just let's just wax about pinball for a second. So what's how do you feel about it? You know, the classic arcade game pinball. You, you got that little if you don't know what it is, it's like a how, how do you describe it? It's like a table on a slant and you can pull a lever or like a little thing and can shoot a ball out and it bounces all over like this glass chamber and you're trying to hit as much stuff in it like it bounces on like bumpers and at the bottom it's like constantly rolling forward and at the bottom you have little flappers they can use to control like try to not have it fall out it's very hard to describe pinball (laughs) did i do a good job i think you did a pretty good job yeah i had some experiences with pinball as a kid where you know i never really got it you go up to it and there's this tilted table as you described there's a bunch of thingies in there and you hit the the paddles and like nothing really happens. I never thought to try putting money in so that I got a ball to bounce around in it. Um, <laughs> well, that costs money. So yeah, you, I think exactly. in the long run, so, you save some money. I've never I I think I've tried playing it like twice when I was younger and I would the ball would just I would just miss it and the ball would go through and then I'd lose. And I was like, what the heck? This game's stupid. Uh, so I kind of I kind of gave up on it pretty quick. But I kind of I've, I've itched not even kidding to try it like pretty recently. Like I, I think I just saw something about him. I was like, I wish I'd like given that a, a shot, you know, a, a better shot and tried it because it looks like fun. You know, it's you just get a bunch of little like bing, 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 boing, boing, bing, it's like it's like a bunch of stuff happening. It's just fun. That's fun. So you haven't been in an environment or you haven't thought to take the executive action to go and retry pinball since you're really little nope wow yeah which is a bummer i'd like to find access to it i just haven't been in a building with a pinball machine in quite a while crazy i remember before you moved to where we met uh on nate's birthday i was invited down to seattle and we went to the pinball museum uh on his birthday and it is just like a two-story like business and it's just a one-time fee and you can play all the pinball that you want that is so cool yeah so i have my fair share of pinball i love it i think it's such a great game uh i want to go to seattle just for that museum because I, how did i not know that existed the entire i've been yeah. there quite a few times we also have one in boise i gotta see if there's one out here then there's gotta be one near you there's okay. you live in such like a big city. If there's yeah. not one near you, then oh, I would, would be very disappointed. There's so much of anything you could want out here. I really do. I I bet there's one somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's a culture for that here. There's probably a Dave and Buster's around the corner you can go to as well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just get my fill of like the more, you know, mainstream form of that. Yeah. <laughs> but for pinball, do you think it's a game of chance or skill? I think that as far as I know, within its rules, within the way it's meant to be played, it's kind of a game of chance because, like, there's different ways that, like, when you hit the ball, you don't have that much control over it, and it'll kind of land somewhere, and, like, it can go one of two ways, and it splits up. But I know that people, there's a thing called tilting that can be done to kind of control the fate of what's going on, and that's kind of cheating, so I don't know if that makes it a game of skill, but that gives you more control over it and makes it less luck-based, if that makes any sense. Right. Yeah, so it's there's a little... There's a balance, if you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of both. Yeah, okay. Well, 
throughout history, there were some people who believed that it was entirely a game of chance, and that did not rest well with them. <laughs> so let's let's dig deep into this. But first, let's go into the history of pinball. So the history of the pinball machine kind of varies depending on what we're looking at. So yeah. if we're being general, I mean, we could count the narrow billiard tables, a.k.a. bagatelles made in France during the reign of Louis the 14th. Am I right? Yeah, for you are so right. So basically a bagatelle is a if, if I'm pronouncing that correct. It's basically a pinball machine, but it's on a table and you roll the ball. There's no little like lever. You just roll it up. Interesting. And that sounds fun. Yeah, you know, it's it's basically the first it's like, idea of a pinball machine. You try to make it land within these like needles that were like it sounds up. like bowling pinball in a way. But you weren't knocking anything down. You're trying to land in a certain yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we got it. Um, but personally, I'm going to count the beginning of the real like pinball machine going back to the 1930s uh, when manufacturers were making coin operated ball launched bagatelles, which I think. Yeah is the official pinball machine. Yeah, that sounds um, like the same thing. Yeah, the first major one was called Baffle Ball. Um, <laughs> and you could get five to seven balls for just one penny. And this was oh, cheap whew, entertainment. Whew, yeah, man. this is cheap. <laughs> you can't get anything for I a just, penny nowadays. I just love the name Baffle Ball because that's very much like how everything was named back then, where it's like everything has to be like... This will blow your freaking mind. Like, like it was always like, this is this. It's not Spider-Man. The amazing Spider-Man, the awesome, whatever, the The incredible incredible, Hulk. Yeah. Incredible. Like everything's like gotta be like, holy frick. This is not just a thing. This is a thing. And it will blow your mind. And that's in the title, like baffle ball. This will baffle you. Like, (laughs) you know, I I just, I kind of, can we bring that back? Can no. we make that uh, anyway? Uh, <laughs> I I I I like it's not like lowering expectations, but it's just like this will baffle you. This will make you yeah. This, this, is, this will this will make you go what the oh my god yeah. this is insane. It's so pure. Um, but no, it, it was cheap entertainment, and it was during the De- Great Depression. Um, so Which for a penny, having that's something available, good yeah, that's really good. That's pretty good. That's as cheap as you can go. And it wasn't until like 1947 when we got all the bells and whistles associated pinball. There weren't any flappers on it. There were flappers on it during the 20s. Man, good joke, Hank. Good, good joke. joke. Good joke. They were yeah. just. I'll cut this out. But man, that was a great joke, Hank. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I was really proud of that one. Um, but that's it wasn't until 1947 when we got the little like ding, 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 ding things and okay. the bumpers as well. Um, but that's 1947. Let's go back to the 1930s to through 40s. Um, for years, pinball machines were actually associated with gambling because in a way they were, um, you couldn't really control the ball because you didn't have the flappers and therefore it was a game of chance in the eyes of the people. Um, yeah, it, so you're, you're kind of that when you're saying that there was kind of like that game of chance, that's exactly what people were thinking. Okay. Uh, Yeah. People began gambling on pinball and the operators of like the arcades would like give prizes to winners, which is basically what an arcade is now. Uh, yeah. uh, but it was like gambling back then, you know, yeah. and churches and school boards, they were worried that kids would skip school to go and play pinball, wasting oh. their lunch money. Oh, that is so funny. That's mm-hmm. I love how it's just it's always churches and school boards, like a new fun thing appears and they're like, threat, threat. <laughs> like and yeah. pinball is so like benign and harmless now they're like in mm-hmm. retrospect it's like that's so silly that they would get right. worked up about pinball 
you know? Yeah, but you got to think about this. This was new, you know? I mean, kids were skipping school to go and play the pinball. Um, <laughs> but you also have to keep in mind, most of these pinball machines were made in Chicago, which hmm. was a center of organized crime and the mob. So first they had this kind of like game of chance connection and now they're connected with the mob uh, uh in fact okay. uh, a lot of pinball machines were linked to the murder inc gang in chicago so people who were worried about kids sneaking off the school now have another thing to worry about <laughs> okay, you know yeah that that's actually concerning why is murder inc making pinball machines hey you know money um yeah. <laughs> that's basically that's the public view of pinball as it was then okay and now let's Let's skip a little bit. After the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Um, you know about pinball and Pearl Harbor, man. Hand well, in hand. One if you same. were going to imagine a connection between Pearl Harbor, the bombing of, and the pinball game, what do you think that connection would be? Was there a pinball championship happening in Pearl Harbor Navy Naval Base building? No. No. Yeah. That would have been Is that your... That would have... I mean... In a way, was it would have been funny. Was there a factory there? No. This was, the, this was the connection. So after the bombing of Pearl Harbor, people just thought of pinball as a waste of time. Uh, and also a waste of precious materials ah, that could be used to make weapons. To, to make, like, a lot of planes. <laughs> yeah, why are we wasting metal on these machines when we can make guns? Yeah, you can make, like, at least, like, a plane wing with this thing. It is crazy. World War II, the capa- the sheer capacity of airplanes they made is preposterous. Mm-hmm. So they needed a lot of metal for that. Yeah. You can't waste time and metal on freaking pinball machines and the yeah. little balls. You gotta yeah, make like, planes and stuff. The men's gotta go to war. The men can mm-hmm. be here playing with the pin, the balls and the pins. So, in 1942, Mayor LaGuardia of New York City bans pinball machines in public places you have to do it in secret yeah that's <laughs> it he raided candy stores bowling alleys bars and other places fun police <laughs> it's, oh my gosh yeah i mean he confiscates and destroys two thousand pinball machines which was a fifth of the pinball sh- machines in the city so i share with you a picture that is mayor laguardia smashing with a sledgehammer a confiscated pinball machine this is the most comically evil shit i've ever seen yeah if if the enemy got their hands on this they could use that as propaganda yeah <laughs> honestly it's like you would think that yeah you think the americans are the good guys in this fight look at them destroying what their kids love you know that is if a, a much cooler enemy was like who'd like <laughs> loved pinball or whatever yeah i don't think that our enemies were like saying like oh yeah pinball's fun and cool they were you know yeah i can't think of anyone training their pilots to fly planes into battleships that's that's a whole no good ideas episode right there right there oh yeah that one's gonna be made for sure get ready for it guys but when you're saying like oh they're out there like you have to play pinball in secret like that's what was happening like pinball machines were being confiscated they destroyed 2,000 pinball machines. The military got 10,000 pounds of metal out of this. Wow. And this is my favorite part. The leftovers of the smashed pinball machines were just dumped into the Long Island Sound. So somewhere deep in the uh. sea, there's just 
basically full pinball machines just in the ocean. There's some fish having a pinball of a time down there. They I know. figured it out. You're an animator. Can you do like an underwater arcade of like like fish? That'd be fun. That would be that'd be so much fun. I like that idea. Oh, I like that. It's like it's kind of like, you know, the the little mermaid and she finds all the things that she puts in her little cave, except it's like these things are too big to move to her cave. So this is just where we go to hang out. This is the arcade. Yeah. Where she goes to hang out with her other teenage mermaid buddies. Yeah. And, you know, all of them are like wearing like leather jackets. You know, they're all cool. They'd be like, yeah, we're playing pinball. We're a little rebellious. Yeah. Yeah. We're a little rebellious. I heard that the the dudes up there are trying to ban these. They're illegal. Yeah. Mm hmm. Because they're using them to make all the submarines we see. <laughs> they're using them to pollute, you know, the things that pollute our waters. <laughs> they're using them to make that. We yeah. play them. Mm-hmm. We but do what they don't want. New York isn't the only city to do this. Uh, really? Other cities like Milwaukee, Chicago, oh New Orleans, and L.A. all banned pinball as well. Was there anything else to do in Milwaukee? I mean, let's I be real. Know. Did they just like ban the one fun thing at the time? They got cheese. Yeah, I was gonna say prohibition was done by then. So I was gonna say like, damn, all they, the only other thing they else has got this that words. The only other thing that they've got is drinking. Uh, at that point, <laughs> so that's how you want to create an alcoholic epidemic. You want to just kill all their fun. That's crazy that other cities did that too. And the city that you're in right now made it <gasps> illegal for kids to play it during school hours I feel like that's just like you don't need to make that illegal you just need to say guys just play it after school just do it after school <laughs> just do it guys. can you guys just wait 20 minutes can you just calm down please, please? i like please. it i like the idea of like <laughs> you know how kids take out they take out their phones during class and teachers have to be like hey put that away and he's yeah. like okay kid takes out his pinball machine <laughs> <laughs> And then he's like, like trying to do it under his desk. His desk is on yeah. top of it. Hey, can you put that away? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. And he puts it in his pocket. They've got infinite pockets. <laughs> he's a huge. It's a giant, by the way. He's a giant. No, he's got, got an infinite. He's got an infinite pocket, bottomless pocket. He's got Mary Mary Poppins pockets. Yeah, exactly. That's what all the kids have. Full then. lamp. Yeah, they had to ban. The reason that we don't have those anymore is because they those were primarily made of asbestos, so they had they were banned. Mm, yeah, by, by OSHA or I remember that fuck, whoever handles that FDA. CDC. Yeah, yeah. Let's say <laughs> I'm one of them. No good ideas. We'll be right back. But now, so pinball was an underground sensation, part of a rebel culture. So I was kind of serious about that. People were like wearing leather jackets. Or like, yeah, we play pinball. This is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this lasted like the seedy reputation of pinball lasted for decades. Um, Republicans got a photo of JFK playing pinball and they tried to start a smear campaign against him using it. What? Yeah. Dude. Can you imagine a picture of Hillary Clinton going viral for her playing pinball and everybody be like, we can't vote for her. Oh, my God. It's probably be like if she played like Roblox or something. Sorry, Kathleen. But I I think if Hillary Clinton had been like, here's the thing. If Hillary Clinton had played Roblox and it was like visible in her campaign, everybody been like, this sucks. But if she had been caught playing Roblox when nobody wanted her to, she would have won. Yeah, we'd have a different president. <laughs> we'd have a different president. Then and maybe like, now. Wait, like, wait, whoa, hold on a second. 
I think she's actually fun as hell. (laughs) (laughs) This is someone I can get down with. Yeah, she goes and plays Roblox and, you know, she figures out creative ways to circumvent the the cursing filter. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She calls people deplorables. That's what she would do. (laughs) So that's basically what pinball was like. Um, But in 1976, New York City was in a bankruptcy bank. Why did I say that word? Bankruptcy crisis. (laughs) Bankruptcy crisis. Bankruptcy. Bankruptcy. I declare bankruptcy. (laughs) Um, And Mayor LaGuardia was like, all right, how are we going to bring money back? Um, So the city council was considering bringing back pinball. Uh, LaGuardia was still like, no, it, it looks innocent, but it's a gateway to rampant vice and gambling. Basically, the way that people viewed marijuana as a gateway drug to like harder drugs, people viewed pinball as the gateway drug to, to meth. like to meth. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so in order to know that this wasn't a gateway drug to gambling, it needed to be proven to him that it was a game of skill. And so in order to do that, they brought huh. underground pinball wizard and one of the best players in the country, Roger Sharp. And he was invited to share his skills in a Manhattan courtroom. <sighs> um, so basically, they had a line of pinball machines. Uh, they brought Sharp in on elected officials and media members and... He had a machine all set up saying like, all right, I'm going to go play this machine. I'll show you that it's a game of skill. And Mayor LaGuardia was like, no, 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 no. Don't play that machine. And he points to another machine. It's like, play that one. He was concerned that the machine he was going to play was rigged. So Mayor LaGuardia was like, no, mm. you're not playing that one. You're playing the one I want you to play. Hmm. Okay. And I was like, all right. Uh, taking it seriously, Mayor LaGuardia. Yeah. Jeez and Louise. he... Roger Sharp played it. And um, here's a quote from Roger Sharp. Uh, Look, their skill, because if I pull the plunger back just right, the ball will, I hope, go down this particular lane. And then he did it and it went down exactly where he predicted. Nice. He said you could call it either skill or divine intervention, but the ball went down that lane (laughs) and that was it. And from there on, they overturned the ban and pinball was back in New York City. And during the 1970s, it started to be brought back to other cities as well. Like in earlier, um, I think it's like 1972, uh, the Supreme Court of California said that, like, yeah, you can have pinball. And it was brought back to L.A. as well. So Roger Sharp was probably feeling like a pretty big time hero. Oh, absolutely. At, at that time. Has there been a movie made about that? Probably. There's got because that sounds like a great movie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. straight up that's like that's like the you know the plot like there's there's the the challenge it's like if you can prove all right i'll give you a deal if you can prove it's a game of skill i'll let it come back and then you get that big finale moment where it goes it's like the silence and then it goes down the lane and everybody freaks the fuck out yeah and that sounds like a fantastic movie so if it hasn't I been made want it any it of the the various uh very famous directors that listen to us Get on that. Bradley, mm-hmm. what famous movie directors listen to us? Scorsese. Scorsese? Well, yeah. That's, Tarantino. He was our first fan. Tarantino, that could, could be a good Tarantino God, movie. I'm, Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Man, we got like the big ones. The big yeah. ones. Yeah. George Lucas, if you want to come back. Lukey, uh, we got you. Lukey? Wes Anderson. Wes, I would love a Wes Anderson movie about pinball. 
I that would be pretty good. That would be pretty. Yeah, that could go. That could go pretty hard. So those are just a few of the various famous movie directors that you, our listeners, are a part like in in the crowd with. They actually the kind of yeah. They all kind of joined at first. They they were some of our first listeners, and they were like, "Hi, I am Martin Scorsese, and I am loving this podcast. I am your first mm-hmm. fan, Martin Scorsese." And we we're like, "Holy." Holy crap, I can't believe it. So we're so grateful for all of our fans and that they're now going to make this movie proposal. But that's my story. That's how pinball was banned and saved. Wow. Yeah, that is that's a story right there. Uh, mm-hmm. I would never have anticipated that anything that interesting could have happened with pinball. What would you think? You think it was just going to be like a wacky pinball machine or something like that? I didn't know what it was going to be, but it's just like. I didn't I mean, I didn't went into today's episode not knowing it was going to be about pinball. This was a surprise yeah. to me on its own because I didn't, I didn't tell you. think that. Yeah, that we could get that because like pinball, is, you know, bing, 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 bing. Oh, there's that's the amount of interest you get is the dinging right. noises and flashing lights when you hit it. So mm-hmm. that is super cool. And um, Roger Sharp, Robert Sharp. Yep. Roger. Sharp, Roger. That that guy sounds like just he did something cool. He, he proved mm-hmm. some like a weird thing. The fact that pinball was like treated like marijuana. That's nuts. So yeah. super interesting. Um, and definitely it was not a good idea to take a photo sledgehammering uh, <laughs> pinball machines because you just look like a jerk. That yeah, did not age especially well, now. Yeah. Yeah. But so, don't worry. He has an airport named after him. Hey, they yeah, don't have like, any pinball machines in it because when no. they if they tried oh, putting the, one in once, just like not knowing about the story and his ghost got pissed. Yeah, that's actually Guardia Airport's actually haunted. Really? No, I just oh. made that up. Oh, OK. I was kind of excited. I was like, no way. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Meh. I don't know. I don't know how that affects plane engines. It's kind of like getting birds in it. It's like a ghost is trying to float out of there and they're like, oh, shit, we got a ghost in the <laughs> in the engine. Yeah, I could see. I, yeah, that could be an issue. So, yeah. Well, with that story at its close, I believe it's now time for Good Idea, Bad Idea of the week. Bradley, what's your idea this week? My. Oh, you know what? I'll just say it. My good idea is getting an Apple Watch. I got an Apple Watch for Christmas Apple and it watch. is very nice. Yeah. Apple I never th- Yeah, I never thought I'd be a guy with an Apple Watch. I thought it was like why would I <laughs> need it? I have a phone that has everything on it. Yeah. Um but it's so nice. Really? Like I when I'm working at my desk, I can get my text straight to my wrist. I don't have to check my phone as often. That's my screen really time's cool. gone down. Oh, um, I can check. I could check my heart rate on here. Um, just I guess it'd be a little bit higher than usual just because I'm on for this podcast. But I can do an ECG from here. What is that? It's just sorry. Hold on. I'm getting the hiccups. Drinking a spin drift. Oh, that's another good idea. Drink it upside down. No. <laughs> but an ECG is basically like. It's a heart reader. It'll tell you if all like your functions of the heart are beating properly and in huh. sync and everything. Okay. Um, and it's usually something that like doctors would have to like to hook up. Like I've had it done before. They like hook up stuff to your chest, and like wow, they would have like this huge machine that roll in. But I just basically arrest this on my lap. I hold down this button for thirty seconds, and it tells me I got a good heart, baby. Man, technology. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So 
highly recommend getting an Apple Watch if you can. Dang, I might just have to do that now. That's yeah. actually a pretty glowing recommendation of it. Nah. Especially the fact that it lowers your screen time. That sounds pretty good for that purpose. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that that leads me to my idea for the week, which is my bad idea for the week, is oh, no. watching a uh, horribly claustrophobic French art film on a crowded flight. Dude. Okay. <laughs> you you've told me about this. I, explain this to the audience. So. I was on a flight for my vacation trip that uh, prevented me from being on last week's episode. And the person sitting in front of me, you know, you watch the person watching the movie in front of you or like across the aisle and forward from you. You kind of if you don't have a movie going yourself, you just you watch that. It's a screen. It's distracting. We humans like those things. And he watched a French movie. So it had subtitles. So I was able to read the subtitles because they were English subtitles um, about a man who had had a stroke that left him fully bodily paralyzed except for his ability to blink in one eye and nothing else. So he's just trapped inside his body, fully mentally fine, um, but unable to communicate uh, outside of blinking once for yes or twice for no and looking around. And the first shot of the movie is actually them sewing his other side shut, so because he can't move his eyes, so you see that from his perspective, which was horrible. Didn't like that one. But then from there, it's just, when you're trapped in a tight space in in the middle seat, like me in the middle seat, I have long legs. Being in the middle seat of the plane is not comfortable, and watching that, it doesn't, it doesn't help the claustrophobia there. So, I do blame that guy for, for, I mean, it wasn't anything horrible, but I was a little bit like, eh, I was just a little bit more uncomfortable due to that movie. So, Bradley, what's your take here? So, where was this guy? Was he in front of you or next to you? In front of me. So, that, that, this isn't your issue. He can watch whatever you want. He can you're watch whatever you're he wants. the bad guy here. You, the, you're watching over his shoulder, watching what he's watching. But, I don't know why he'd do that to himself. Because he wanted to watch the movie. But that's a claustrophobic. Just watch it not on a plane. Maybe he's not claustrophobic. <laughs> have you ever thought about that? Does no, some people everybody's don't have to claustrophobic. Say- everybody has my issues. Oh, well, I, I have some news to break to you after <laughs> the podcast, Hank. This I guy think- deserved to have his ass kicked for watching that movie. Also, if you, how do you know this is a French movie? Because uh, I looked it up afterwards. Because I didn't get to see what? the ending and I wanted to know what the ending was. I wanted to know if he got his feeling back. But no, he just dies of pneumonia <gasps> in the end. Okay, spoiler alert. I'll, I didn't say I what movie gonna, it was. I was about to say, say what movie it is, but don't actually. So yeah. People, yeah. It's Jeez. like, it's something French. Les baguettes et, uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So I think you're bad here. I think this Am is I all the bad you. idea today? You have, you're, the bad idea is you, Hank. Oh. Is you watching a movie over someone's shoulder and, like, watching it. Because you could have stopped any time. You could have pulled out your phone and watched your own movie. You could have watched a freaking uh, Lego Batman movie on your phone. I wish they decided, had a Lego Batman movie on that flight. Freaking just download a movie on Netflix. I did end up watching a couple episodes of uh, What They Do in the Shadows. Okay, so there you go. That was a good idea. So someone watched that over your shoulder. How do you feel about that? Uh, a little bad. There was a scene of projectile vomiting that was a little graphic. And someone behind you is going to be like, ah, <laughs> uh, why would someone watch? I get, I get crazy I deserve on to have my ass kicked for watching that on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, overall, I have, I think you have so nothing to complain this, about. This Hank. is the I first time. That, apparently, apparently this is the first time I've flown in here with a shitty take. Uh, um, yeah. In the in the good idea, bad idea, but I guess that I'll have to. Uh, that and uh, dark chocolate. There. That and dark chocolate. 
Oh yeah, because I said it was a good idea, and you were like, "Sucks." What? Disagree, but this is subjective. But I, I guess that it's subjective to to not to that it's crappy to watch the claustrophobia movie on a packed airplane. So, agree to disagree, I guess. Bradley, where can they find you and your uh, more tasteful takes? You can find my better takes anywhere <laughs> on the internet, except the the bad places. At Bradley with an E on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, uh, Letterbox, Cameo, wherever you can find me, I'm probably there. You can also go to Brad Rocks and see everything I've ever done. Hank, what about you? Well, you can find some of my animation work, uh, which may or may not include some of my crappy takes on life itself uh, at YouTube.com backslash Hank Farr. Uh, you can also find my Lego building and design at Faraway Bricks is the account name on Instagram. I recently just released uh, my first ever large scene build. I've always done very tiny, like compact scenes, but I just did a very large scene build and it's very cool. So if you go check that out, it's a scene from The Mandalorian that's really funny that had Jason Sudeikis in it as a stormtrooper. That was a lot of fun. So go check that build out. Uh, Give it a like. Give it a comment. Say I'm here from No Good Ideas and then I'll respond. Hey, thanks for coming here from No Good Ideas. Also, uh, be sure to rate us five stars, our podcast, Mm -hmm. on not only Apple Podcasts, but Spotify, because that allows you to do that now. Give us a rating. You can do it now. Just go and do it. It helps us out a lot. Uh, Honestly, it does. Like, it really does. Like, please. Please. You can also uh, follow at No Good Ideas at No Good Ideas Pod on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. You can get updates on episodes and new little fun things about the you know show. Yeah. Uh, hold on, I'm just looking up something really quick. I'm seeing if we've got any new. Oh reviews. God, I hope we have. Yeah, I, cool I really hope did. we have any new reviews. It would be so embarrassing if we didn't. <laughs> You have to cut this whole thing out awkwardly. Uh, we got one uh, oh. from Yellow Swack 97 uh, saying amazing podcast. Great podcast. The only one my parents let me listen to. Thank you for all you do. Thank you. Bye. Uh, so thank you to Yellow Swack 97 for that. I will to say Yellow Swack's parents. <laughs> yeah, honestly, shout That's out to the honor. parents. I will I, say that. I've said the F word before. I feel like if there's parental limits, that should cause us yeah. to breach the terms. I label this as an explicit podcast, but On still. Every episode because I'm just a loose yeah. cannon over here. Mm-hmm. Dang. Well, thank you, Yolo Swack. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your patronage. Yeah. And as always, we end episodes, unfortunately, like this. Football! God, freaking need to stop it. We need to come up with something else. Really badly.